Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe... The number is 94198377. You've been listening to the same. You could never understand. Feel the fortune flowing. You know what it is. My father showed me that the benefits of bicycling run much deeper than physical fitness. What we've stumbled across is a basic world rhythm, imitated by those pedals spinning round. There is a youth force living in a suspended energy of that age-old diamond frame. That's right, take a deep breath. Sit up a little bit, slow down the cadence. You're tuned into the Yarrabug radio show here at 3CR, whether you're listening on the tranny in the kitchen or you're podcasting or you're streaming. Many thanks to Amy Goodman and Democracy Now! Much welcome. Good morning, Faith. Good morning, Val. And this morning we're joined by Kate Fowler, who was going to talk us to us later in the show about an epic ride around Ireland. Morning, Kate. Good morning. Ah, so we have so much to begin. It's a, um, been a bit of a um, lovely week last week, bit of precipitation during the week and the weekend. How did you find it? Faith, sorry, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I lose it every time. I've got to kill this. <laughs> Way of you know slacking off the energy a little bit. I always come prepared with a lovely intro, you know, low scattering of clouds, weak sun breaking through the skeletons of the elm trees, and then of course it all goes out the window. <laughs> um, it was good. I've I've spent last week sick in bed mostly, so oh, yes. which was annoying because it was like three really sunny days, oh. and there were other days I was sick, so that was irritating. Um. But then managed to get out at the end of the week. Someone lent me a Brompton, so that's um, that's been fun. Woo! There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Kate, you wouldn't know. I've got a particular fondness for Bromptons. Yeah, (laughs) they seem to have a bit of a cult following. Yeah, yeah, of course they do. 
Um, pretty awesome to ride around. Uh, well, bike moment. Bike moment. Oh, um, you know the. No, no, right. Where is that coming from? <laughs> oh my god! I think the the bike moment is little things like getting somewhere and realizing you didn't bring your lock, and it doesn't matter because you can take your bike indoors with you. Yeah. And um, there's you you realize there's all these little ways that that extra layer of portability is really nice and handy, and and I love the the um the perfectness of all the design elements yeah. and the sort of it's you know, slightly getting to the nerdier, geekier element, but it's always everything do- works so nicely and is so nicely put together. So I think they're my bike moments. I got to do something quite ordinary, but there's yeah. this extra level of, Oh, that works really nice. And <laughs> they have been a, um, a wonderful model of, modern design actually yeah. i mean you can have one for 10 years and they fold just perfectly the end of 10 years yeah as they do day one but just the the neatness of it all yeah. the way it fits together and works yeah. and the way everything's thought through yeah. there's yeah. not a hint of boris johnson about them at all oh, don't say that. <laughs> come on they're very english kate a bike moment to share with us uh well um yeah I, as soon as i got Home from from Ireland, I took my road wheels off my <laughs> my Kevin bike and put on my gravel wheels and went for a ride with my friend Swaino down the Yarra Trails and uh, it was just so different from what I've been doing and it was just such pleasure in riding on the really slippery muddy trails through <laughs> yeah, the puddles yeah. and <laughs> having those moments where you go. Oh, I'm about to lose the front. <laughs> and then managing to keep it upright. I just love that feeling. <laughs> that little slide. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Just for that split second. Uh, you're suspended there sometimes that minute, aren't you? Yeah. Like, oh, a bit of a recover. Yeah. I often told the... As an example for people about a bike moment, I used to I'll often tell the... Give them an example of it's autumn... I'm riding home from work. All the autumn leaves are on the on the ground, and they're all going the same speed as I am as I'm riding along. I'm riding home from work on Saturday, so when that big bit of rain hit Melbourne, I'm going down Ray Street, and you can see the hard patches of heavy rain and then light rain. And actually, those little showers of rain and me were going at the same speed down Ray Street. <laughs> I was stuck in this little vortex. So it was travelling, you know, south just the way, I, exactly the way I was going. At that stage, my boots were full of water. It can just, it's interesting, you only get wet two or three times a year, I think, like mm. saturated, yeah. even if you've got wet weather gear on. And so it just happens, it happens, it's all right. If you're on your way home, it's fine because you're yes, straight now into you're the <laughs> uh, Otherwise, spending eight hours a day in water in your ship in your boots. Anyway, we should move on. We um, Roubaix was on Sunday, and apparently it was a very well attended and a good ride. Yeah, no, it was good fun and perfect weather. Good crowds. Um, I took a bunch of people who've never done it before, so it was really fun seeing it through their eyes and sort of. Um, Pretending it was new again, but yeah, it was a different route, um, a different starting point, and uh, 
good yeah good day good day out that's yeah. what we all got to the end and went that was a mm. good day out oh cool i must you must have been around richmond for a fair bit yeah through like, Bur- richmond burnley yep yep um, a, a lot of, of laneways there. Yeah, there are a lot of laneways <laughs> there. And, uh, we had, uh, and pubs. On, laneways di- and pubs. I think dinner, that was the... <laughs> that's all, all you need. Dinner on the Sunday night and then two or three people said, so what's the thing with people riding around in pyjamas? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> come on. It was, <laughs> we, we had a last minute. We weren't going to do dress-ups and then at the last minute, just because everyone has one, we thought we'll do the flannelette shirt. And then... You get there and everyone's doing the flannelette flannelet shirt. shirt. <laughs> I think it was flannelette shirt or flannelette pyjamas. There we go. Animal onesies are big too. Yeah. yeah, that, uh, yeah. They might have dropped off a bit this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then not as many. No, let's not go there. <laughs> um, there was some good – we had um, – the Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I've, I've seen before. Yeah, before, yeah. But um, they were well done. There was some sort of, yeah, uh, oh, how do you say it anymore? Anyway, there were lots of good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Check out the photos. If you find yeah. a Rube hashtag. Then have a yeah. go through them. That's good. Um, other news? Other Sydney, news. Sydney Road, back in the news again. Yeah, so Vic Roads have released a survey. Um, they did quite an extensive consultation last year with the Department of Transport, City of Moreland, Coburg Traders Association, the RSCV, Revitalised Sydney Road, Vic Roads, Yarra Tram, Sydney Road, Brunswick Association and Bicycle Network um, about how t- the new tram stops are going in on Sydney Road, which yep. is an opportunity to redesign it so that it works better for all the people who need to use it. Um so there's four options up online. You can vote on what your preference is. We'll put a link up to the survey um, because it's active for another two weeks. Two weeks, 14th, I think it closes, does it? Yeah. And um, option three is a really good one for turning Sydney Road into a pretty safe destination for everyone to access. Um, and then there's – and I think at the moment that is the favourite by a long way um, – then there's three other options. So you read through them and you then choose which you think would be best. So we'll put a link up to that because it's a pretty important survey for everyone to take part in. And we'll be back in two weeks to make sure that you put a submission in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No other news? No. No, I can't see it. Uh, Yeah, we're going into bicycling desks, are we? <laughs> we'll be back to talk about uh, the transatlantic way just after this. This is our country. We've never forgotten where we've come from or who we are. We keep our culture strong. Now it's time to come together. Talk as equals. And write our own future. This is our country. And this is our time. Treaty is time. Enroll now for the First People's Assembly of Victoria election. Authorised by the Victorian Treaty Advancement Commission, Melbourne. You're back listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show here at 3CR Radical Radio. 
just a reminder to people who pledge something to the um, Radiothon, don't forget to get your pledges in. That would be nice to round it out. And a big thank you to those last donations we've had in because we've made our target, which is – so that's a huge thank you to everyone who's donated. Yeah, and very thank you very much. Yeah. Now, the Irish towel. The way. <laughs> the towel, yeah. There's a, it's a little bit of that, um, I'm, I'm not making a joke about it, there's a little bit of that towel about riding a bicycle that far and staying composed. Um, well, I'm not sure what, what does towel mean. So the Buddhist is the way. Oh, yeah, okay. Towel is okay, the way. Okay, I'm thinking T-A-W. Yeah, 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 T-A. yeah. Hey, there's a close connection, you know, all those (laughs) lovely ancient. Yeah, it is. I guess it is about um, just letting things be as they are and and as they come and not trying to force it too much because you're sort of um, at the mercy of the elements and and what's happening around you. (laughs) Yeah. So just for listeners, we'll just mention um, we're talking about the Transatlantic Way, um, a 2,500-kilometre route on the west west coast coast of Ireland. Yeah. And that starts off in... So you start in Dublin. Yeah. And then you can make your own way to Derry. So that's about... uh, most people took the same route, actually, which was um, 230 k's, and then you follow the official route. Um, there's actually two options. So the long route is uh, just under 2,500, and there's a short route option, which is 1,700 kilometres, and it generally follows the tourist driving route called the Wild Atlantic Way, and that kind of really closely follows the coast, so you end up going in and out of all these peninsulas. And you did this over 10 days last month? Uh, yeah, we finished about two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How much climbing? Let's get the numbers down for you first. <laughs> I, th- oh, I think it's, oh, God. That's all right. Plenty. <laughs> 20, 24,000, uh, yeah. I think. It's, um, yeah, there's no really big mountains, but no. it's constantly up and down and a lot of very steep hills. Yeah. Pinchy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kate, can I ask what um, what drove you to this? Um, I've kind of um, been sort of uh, into the more endurance-style riding just as a result of spending a lot of time with the likes of Sarah Hammond and <laughs> Jesse Carlson and <laughs> Ryan <laughs> Flynn. <laughs> So um, it is contagious. Yeah, yes. over the last year, I've become part of the Curve family, um, and even before that, I I did the Indie Pack as part of a relay team last year. Yep. So that was my first kind of official foray <laughs> into that style of riding, um, and I rode from Melbourne to Canberra, uh, which was about twelve hundred kilometres. Um, so yeah, the Transatlantic Way came onto my radar when Rishi Fox did it last year. And I don't know, I guess it just looked really beautiful and Ireland seemed like the perfect place for me to ride because, you know, I like quiet places and I'm not really into super hot weather and um, there's, I guess, the pull of, you know, that's where my 
family originally came from. So it's, you know, you always want to go back and see that country. Yeah. So, yeah. And then um, when registration opened, I, I just somewhat impulsively went, <laughs> <laughs> I'll sign up and, you know, I've got nine months to prepare. So yeah. let's just do it. There's a quote saying, you know, the favourite rides are when you bite off more than you can chew and, <laughs> and then you get it done. Um, yeah. yeah, I like a bit of a challenge. Uh, and um, recovery? Um, recovery's been fine. Um, yeah, I sort of thought they'd have to put me on a wheelchair to get me onto the plane, <laughs> but <laughs> actually I guess I'm uh, still young enough to bounce back yeah. pretty quickly and to it's just yeah, it's only like a bit of a achy knee and some numbness in the hands and feet, but uh, nothing to complain mm-hmm. about. So besides the physical challenge, because what one thing I think we've talked with Sarah and Jesse about is that um, pushing yourself to that level, there's a psychological challenge. Like sometimes that's what people love the most about these things, mm-hmm. or or get the most out of. Um, so what for you was the challenge and and what did you think you got out of it in that respect? Yeah, mentally, um, it's, it's a huge mental game when you're racing or when you're doing that kind of ride. But for me, the harder part is before the ride. That's where, that's where I struggled with the indie pack and with this as well. It's sort of, um, I guess, just like I, I get pretty bad anxiety and and depression and that kind of thing, and that um, you know you start to think like this this thing just gets so big in your mind, and then you kind of become paralysed by the fear of such a such a big looming monster. Um, when I'm on the ride, that immediately like there's there's no worry about that. You sort of like I am just riding a bike. Um, but you have different mental challenges of trying to um, convince yourself just to keep going. Um, and, yeah, there's all, like, people can get themselves into all kinds of uh, problems, <laughs> get really worked up about little things because you're uh, you're really sort of stretched and your mood becomes um, really unstable. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, how it's a bit of a burden to actually make sure you, you know, you're unsupported. So, what about the feeding and water? Is it, is that a much planning in that? Um, people who you probably should plan a lot. <laughs> We've had somebody who planned out anyway. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, if you're trying to win or you're trying to go fast, then absolutely you need to plan. If you're doing the indie pack, for example, uh, where it's you quite remote, you definitely need to plan. I didn't plan at all for this ride. I didn't know what towns I was going to come across or what would be there. Uh-uh. But I, I did know enough that there would be a town sort of at least every 50 kilometres or so. Yeah. And I knew that the shops would be open between 9am and 9pm and probably not outside of those hours so that I'd have to refuel um, – before they closed at night yeah. and have enough to keep going until I found the next town in the morning. Um, so, uh, yeah, in, on that route there were quite a lot of service stations and um, 
pubs and places where you could get food and lots of places to sleep. So that wasn't really a problem as long as you kept that in mind that, okay, it's it's six o'clock, let's stop at the next town and make sure I've got enough food. Yeah. And did you do – were you camping or did you – just no. Book motel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Had beds I, and showers. <laughs> yeah, I slept in some very comfortable beds uh, <laughs> every night except for the last night when I slept on a um, on a patio on some just fa- like a wicker couch on some patio at two in the morning, stayed there for about an hour or two and then kept going because um, I still had a long way to go for the finish and I, I didn't want to. I just wanted to get there. I was trying to get there in time for the finishers party. Yeah. But other than that, I'd, um, I'd planned to sleep indoors because I was like, okay, island is likely to be raining yeah. most nights and it's probably going to be hard to find a sheltered spot to get out of the rain. Um, and I found that worked for me because I got a much better sleep. Yeah. And then I yeah. could, you know, I'd be riding better and faster the next day and be in a better state psychologically as well. Did you wake up each morning um, looking forward to the day and thinking, yes, let's do this, or was it with a sense of dread? (laughs) No, that's because that comes and goes, like sometimes, and you're not sure why, but some days you respond one way and another day you just feel a bit. Yeah, I mean, you wake up, I guess, as you do on a normal day and kind of go, uh, I don't want to get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, yeah, I'd sort of think, okay, like we've got a lot to do today. We've got a lot of ground to cover. <laughs> so I can't just, you know, faff around too much um, and just start to think about what I need to do to get on the road. And then after a couple of days I knew that even once I'd go down the road, the first few hours I'd be faffing around a bit anyway. So I just have to just have to get on the bike and try to – start moving so I'd, yeah I'd wake up and um and I'd just eat something like straight away and um yeah try to get my body moving <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah like you're saying um the motivation was hard but I'd go you know I would wake up and go like oh god I have to do this again like another 250 kilometers <laughs> but I knew that every day so far I'd I'd seen something new and awe inspiring and I was like a little bit excited to find out what was gonna oh, happen that day because I knew like everyone said, Oh, don't worry, the route gets better. It just gets better. <laughs> I'm like, How can you top this? And it was true, it just So you got you'll have to tell us now coming round the hill or over the top of the hill and something stunning. Yeah, just one aw- particular spot awesome. or uh no, there were so many. Um, I The day that we had to do the three loops around the Ackle Islands, I was high, like euphoric on nature <laughs> and scenery. <laughs> that was like that, that sticks in my memory. Yeah. Um, coming through Dunlow Gap, I came through uh, after seven o'clock. So a lot of the tourists had gone. I pretty much had the whole road to myself, but... It's still being daylight there until almost 11 o'clock. You know, I had these beautiful views and it was just quiet and peaceful and just the most stunning valley like I've ever seen. There's like a, 
um, horses with their little foals and (laughs) (laughs) sheep and lambs everywhere. It was magical, like a really magical place. But there were so many magical places and I could see why there's sort of this um, folklore and island of fairies and and leprechauns and magical beasts because, yeah. Yeah. It's a big thing in Europe at the moment called forest bathing where you all as a group go out to a very Mm. quiet, dark forest and just spend time there. You know, mm. nature bathing. Mm. You know, letting it just sit there and wash over you. Uh, yeah. Um... Well, like Burnley Park sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they're all, you know, it's, it's a little bit like that. Getting out in nature and particularly mountains and that really mm. big, awe-inspiring type nature is a really a good, genuine type of therapy, I think, because yeah. sometimes you need to be reminded of how small you are. Now, tell me... the. Did the Guinness taste all right? Or <laughs> so I had a few in Dublin before I left, and then I managed to hold out until the finishes party. <laughs> like I can't believe I've just spent ten days in Ireland and not had a beer. <laughs> I really, um, yeah, that that idea of the Guinness at the finishes party was really strong in my mind. And, <laughs> I managed to get there just in time for it. So, yeah, it did taste pretty good. <laughs> and um, there's a, a fair bit of a, um, I'm going to say personality, not correct, but, you know, Cork and Derry is quite different from Galway. Yeah, absolutely. Like as you, know, you as you travel along the coast, you... Um, the accents you change, see, the... Yeah, yeah. the... Yeah, the people are different and um, even like, you know, the smaller the village, they, they have that real lot of genuine country folk, like really good people. Yeah. yeah. And is there something, I mean, we, we always end up asking this, but I mean, it's there's so many different What's responses. <laughs> no, before that. <laughs> is there something that from this experience you're going to, take with you you know and and clearly there always is but even consciously is there something you can already say that will affect me this way or that I will use in these situations or Mm. um yeah I hope that the experience will stay with me um because it was a real turnaround for me for this year I've been um before before the race, I was at a really really low point, and I think just um, that that kind of achievement, like really, um, I went into it sort of not knowing at all how I was going to go, and but my kind of ultimate goal was to finish it in ten days, um, and just you know I plugged away at it and and managed to do that, and um, I guess like, there's a there's a lot of lessons yeah. <laughs> in that, yeah. and I kind of. Um, Knowing that you can do that yeah. and rely on yourself in that way. It's a so. real um, it's a real self-esteem boost and sort of a reassurance of who I am as a person as well. Um, and, yeah, I, feel like, I guess I feel like a bit of a badass. <laughs> <laughs> Went oh, to Ireland and drank no beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I didn't plan anything. <laughs> I reckon that's. that's yeah. not, I'm not that's recommending that, that people no, do no, that. No, 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 <laughs> no. Just get in there, yeah. 
right. Uh, uh, well, thanks a lot for coming in to uh, talk about your experience riding the transatlantic way. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. What's up next? Well, I, I did enjoy it enough that I want to go back and do it again uh, and actually race it this beer? time. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than just trying to yeah, complete yeah. it in 10 days, so I'd like to um, train for cool. it properly this time and plan it properly. Um, and in the meantime, I would like to do an Everesting this summer. I don't know which hill or mountain yet. Um, and I'm thinking of going to New Zealand to do the, oh, I can't pronounce it, uh. Tour de I love I love gravel, so and yeah. New Zealand's beautiful, so that'd be great. Yeah. Cool. And just very briefly I'll mention that um for events we'll put some up with links, but if you're in Moreland and have kids between twelve and fifteen, Moreland Cycling Co are offering special sessions for those with Oxygen Youth Space where they can hang out with some other people their own age and learn some local routes and bike skills. That's all we have time for today. Coming up next is Jailbreak and all the presenters and bad radio engineers are volunteers here. Hello, carbon You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.